0: And you're desperate sometimes when you go there, you know, I'm for myself, I was, I was like, you know, God, please, you know, this is just, I just suffered so much with wanting another baby. I mean, you think you wouldn't ever have that happen? Like, i never thought about that, you know, but the suffering was just crying and my little four-year-old would console me. Like, she would just hug me and mommy, it's okay.
1: You've reached the CNA Newsroom. CNA Newsroom.
2: CNA Newsroom. CNA Newsroom.
1: Welcome to CNA Newsroom. Hey, guys. J.D. Flynn here. This month, the U.S. bishops approved the elevation of the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche as a national shrine. It's now one of about 70 national shrines in the U.S. Our Lady of La Leche's full title is Nuestra Señora de la Leche y Buen Parto, which is Spanish for Our Lady of Milk and Happy Delivery. You can find the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche y Buen Parto at the historic Nombre de Dios mission in St. Augustine, Florida. It's a popular pilgrimage site, especially for women hoping to become pregnant or praying for a safe delivery. This week on CNA Newsroom, we'll tell you the history of the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche, and we'll talk with some of the players behind its recent elevation. But first, we want to finish telling Lisa's story. Here's CNA's managing editor, Carl Bunderson. In 2000, Lisa Schreck and her husband,
3: Anthony, were trying to get pregnant. They already had a daughter, Dana, but they wanted to try for a second child.
0: Well, that wasn't so easy.
3: Like so many couples, they were having trouble getting pregnant. Lisa visited her doctor, who diagnosed her with endometriosis, a painful condition in which the tissue that normally lines the uterus grows outside the uterus. Lisa had a nearly four-hour surgery to remove the tissue. And when she returned home from surgery, her husband Anthony asked if they could make a trip to Disney World.
0: I'm like worrying about having a baby and he's talking about going to Disney World.
3: Their daughter Dana was potty training. She was doing really well. Disney World would be a reward. Plus, Anthony's aunt lived in Flagler Beach near Orlando. They could stay with her.
0: Then I had my surgery and two weeks later, we're hauling down to Flagler Beach
3: but her husband Anthony had ulterior motives. He was happy to take his daughter to Disney World, for sure, but his primary goal was to take Lisa to the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche in St. Augustine. When Anthony and Lisa visited the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche in 2000, it wasn't their first time. They actually visited the shrine a few years earlier when Lisa was pregnant with their daughter, the daughter they planned to take to Disney World as a reward for potty training. Lisa recalled that first visit.
0: When you first walk onto the grounds, you see a very large cross, um, and that's where they had the first mass when the Spaniards came over to America. And then you walk through the grounds and there's this very little chapel area. You know, it looks like a little tiny house almost.
1: That
3: little chapel is the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche. Today, the front of the shrine is covered in green vines. A statue of Mary stands above the entrance and above the statue,
0: a bell. When you walk in, you feel this presence in there, like it's indescribable. It's just beautiful, quiet, and you see Our Lady of La Leche sitting almost on her throne when you walk in. And it's just I can't describe it because it's indescribable. You have to go visit it.
3: <laughs> the image of Our Lady of La Leche depicts the Virgin Mary seated and breastfeeding the infant Jesus. She is wearing a red dress with a deep blue robe, trimmed with gold. A crown sits on her head. For mothers or women who want to become mothers, the image is captivating.
0: You just don't think about that image of Mary. I know I never did anyway.
3: When Lisa and Anthony revisited the shrine in 2000, they prayed for Our Lady of La Leche's intercession for them. They wanted to have another baby. Lisa's surgery gave them hope that they would, but it still seemed unlikely.
0: And you're desperate sometimes when you go there. You know, I'm for myself, I was, I was like, you know, God, please, you know, this is just, I just suffered so much with wanting another baby. I mean, you think you wouldn't ever have that happen. Like, I'd never thought about that. You know, but the suffering was just crying. And my little four-year-old would console me. Like, she would just hug me and, Mommy, it's okay.
3: After spending some time in prayer, Lisa and Anthony left the shrine. They returned home to Philadelphia soon after. A few weeks later, Lisa found out she was pregnant.
0: So my little boy was a totally normal baby, and he's 18 now.
3: Lisa credits Our Lady of La Leche for playing a role in her getting pregnant so soon after her surgery for endometriosis.
0: This is a real story, and if you don't have faith, what do you have to hold on to? And and faith in Mary that she's going to bring your request to her son. And I always said, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of this intervention. I don't like to, to say that I have divine intervention because I'm not worthy. And someone said to me, no one is worthy. You know, we're all sinners, but something special obviously happened to you because the timeline is just too perfect, you know?
3: Lisa and her family visited the shrine a few years after the birth of their son to thank Our Lady of La Leche for her intercession. And today, 18 years later, she tells everyone she can about Our Lady of La Leche and the ways she has blessed Lisa's life.
0: I always have those holy cards on me with the picture of Our Lady of La Leche on it. They're always in my handbag. And when I ever meet anyone that's suffering from infertility, I always give them one. I try to just tell them my story and I try to relate it to various breastfeeding in that image of her. She was a mom like we are. Hopefully this this little place will become even more popular. It's pretty special and you have to experience it yourself.
3: Spanish settlers brought the image of Our Lady of La Leche to modern day Florida in the late 1500s. They quickly built a shrine in her honor. It's believed to be the first shrine to the Blessed Virgin Mary in what is now the United States.
4: The earliest documents we found noting the devotion and the image are dated to 1577.
3: This is Joanna Stark. She's executive director of the shrine. Joanna told us Our Lady of La Leche has been a powerful image of conversion since she was first brought to the U.S.
4: We have documents noting over 23,000 indigenous all the way through Florida who were converted.
3: In large part because of this image that showed them.
4: God came down to be with them in human form.
3: Today, the shrine gets an estimated thirty to 50,000 visitors each year. Joanna said many pilgrims come from the Philippines or South America.
4: Now we're seeing even more people come from Europe. Many of them come to St. Augustine and then they're looking for the religious site.
3: People ask for Mary's intercession.
4: For fertility, for healthy children, healthy deliveries, and also for strength in their families.
3: And the prayers of many are answered.
4: One of the most beautiful stories that happened recently, I walked into the chapel one morning and there were two dozen red roses left under the altar and a little note card placed beside the roses. And the note card said, Mother Mary, thank you. I prayed here a year ago, exactly. And I come back in Thanksgiving for my first child, a son that was born in answer to prayers. I
2: am 42. It's a special a special place to pray for the family who cannot conceive.
3: This is Father Erlen Yuan Garcia. He's rector of the shrine. He told us about a couple who visited the shrine after having 18 miscarriages. They asked for a blessing and Our Lady of La Leche's intercession. Soon after, their baby was born. They came back to the shrine to share their story.
2: I almost cried with them and say, oh wow, that's, that's great.
4: Those stories happened on a daily and weekly basis.
3: And staff at the Shrine have only recently started archiving these stories.
4: We call them the La Leche babies. (laughs) So we, we have quite a few of those stories, yes.
1: After the break, Our Lady of La Leche becomes a national shrine. We'll talk with some of the people who helped make that happen.
5: Stay with us. Hi there. I'm Ed Condon. D.C. editor for the Catholic News Agency. I don't like a lot of things. I do not like windmills, or kittens, or shorts, or white claw, whatever that is. But I do like listening to CNA Newsroom and CNA Editor's Desk. Every Friday on Editor's Desk, you can hear me and the other CNA editors take a longer look at some of the stories that made the news this week as we break down the context behind the headlines, all while J.D. rings bells at us as we try and talk. Occasionally, the other editors even try their hand at a little game I like to call yes or no. If you enjoy listening to the best, most informed commentary on the week's headlines from a Catholic perspective, search for CNA Editor's Desk on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to hit subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, and many more. And while you're at it, please be sure to subscribe to CNA Newsroom, our companion podcast that brings you the people behind the headlines. Both of our shows are available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the episode.
2: I am immediately fell in love with the image. It's a very tender image, a very surprising image of the Holy Mother of God nursing the Christ.
3: This is Bishop Felipe Estevez of the Diocese of St. Augustine. Bishop Estevez first encountered the image of Our Lady of La Leche when he was a priest in Miami. An auxiliary bishop of Miami at the time would make frequent pilgrimages to the mission Nombre de Dios. And then Father Estevez would sometimes tag along. It's
2: a rather unusual image, a bold image, a daring image, but I was so attracted by the the tenderness of the image and the culture of life that surrounds it. I like to say that it's a prophetic image because it is the great affirmation of the culture of life, the receptivity to children, the receptivity to human life, and the nurturing of human life. That value is most needed in our society today.
3: Estevez was named Bishop of St. Augustine in 2011. One of his first priorities as bishop was to spread local devotion to Our Lady of La Leche.
2: St. Augustine is one of the most touristic places of the country. And the shrine is right there at the heart of St. Augustine. When I talk to people, they always tell me, I, I went with my family on vacation. I went when I was a child. But in the diocese itself, my great surprise is that there are many Catholics who have never been there. That's kind of ironic.
3: Bishop Estevez began by requesting a diocesan feast day for Our Lady of La Leche. The Holy See approved the request and set the diocesan feast day for October 11th. Then, Bishop Estevez arranged for an image of Our Lady of La Leche to be sent to all parishes in the Diocese of St. Augustine. In 2017, Bishop Estevez petitioned for the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche to be elevated as a national shrine. There's a process in place for when a shrine requests to be elevated as a national shrine. The local bishop or rector of the shrine has to submit the request to the Committee on Divine Worship with the U.S. Bishops' Conference. A member of that committee will visit the shrine and then give his opinion to the committee. Members vote and make a recommendation to the Administrative Committee that will either approve or deny the request. Not every applicant is approved.
6: But, you know, everybody would like to have that kind of designation because um, shrine then goes kind of, I would say, not on the national radar, if you will.
3: This is Auxiliary Bishop Andrej Żgleszewski of the Diocese of Rockville Centre. He conducted the visitation to the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche.
6: I was the newest member of the committee, so I was kind of elected or asked to do this. Uh, To be honest with you, I never heard about the place, but I, I have to tell you, after visiting this place, I'm very glad and very happy that I did it.
3: He spent about three days at the shrine.
6: I took my walks along in the morning or in the afternoon or just went for my private prayer. You know, to see really this site and the way people are being handled and the way shrine or site operates, you know, with, with normal, regular pilgrims there. So I was also that guy in the pews uh, saying my prayer and doing the adoration of the Blessed Sacrament to feel the spirit from within. But I was very impressed with with, with every single level of my presence there, uh, private and, 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 and official, to be honest with you. When I was there, my heart felt that they should have this designation already a long time ago.
3: He made his recommendation to the committee, and shortly after, it was approved. The Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche will be elevated as a national shrine on October 11, 2020. There will also be a papal coronation that day of the image of Our Lady of La Leche. It is only the fourth Marian image in the U.S. to receive this honor.
4: And she will receive the title of B.V., Our Lady of La Leche, Blessed Virgin, and she will finally be acknowledged for just what the devotion um, to this image of Mary has meant, not only to the early indigenous, but to Catholics and to people um, all the way up to now, 450
2: plus years. My hope for the shrine is that it truly become a place of evangelization, a place of an encounter at the level of the heart, that may move to conversion and to a greater proximity to God. Pope Francis sees the shrines as uh, places of evangelization. We love to
4: say here that, you know, our role really is evangelization to Christ through Mary. Shrines stand today as a powerful means of evangelization for not only our own faithful, but those who might have left the church, those who maybe have strayed a little, those who are looking for something, and and for those who might not have ever been exposed to faith and to Jesus Christ.
2: It's like the blessing of God. You already have it, but to be a national shrine, we have like the authority. To let know of the people that this is a place to have an encounter with God, and I think our Blessed Mother is going to take advantage of this moment to to touch the heart of the people, let them know that Jesus is here waiting for them.
3: For CNA Newsroom, I'm Carl Bunderson.
1: Hey, guys, it's JD again. Lisa's story and the story of the shrine of Our Lady of La Leche were pretty cool. But for me, if I'm being candid, this was kind of a hard episode. My wife and I tried to have kids for a a bunch of years. We, we, um, We struggled with infertility and we tried and tried to get pregnant and we didn't or we experienced miscarriages. And during that time, I think we also experienced real difficulties in our life of faith sometimes it was hard to see where God was. And sometimes, you know, and if you know someone who has experienced difficulty getting pregnant, maybe you've seen this, but sometimes um, really well-meaning, really well-intentioned, People who wanted to love us and support us would suggest to us things that had to do with the faith. If you just have more faith or if you ask Our Lady or if you ask this particular saint or one time someone sent us in the mail this powder that they said was from the ground at Our Lady's house in Loretto where Mary w- was supposed to have lived and supposedly the story goes that into the dust of the ground of Our Lady's house, dripped Our Lady's breast milk when she fed Our Lord as a baby. And so there is a story or um, a belief or an idea that people who are struggling to get pregnant could take this powder and bless their home with it or bless their room with it. Or some people suggested that we put it into a glass of milk and drink it, which we didn't do. This was a hard episode for me because I think... People struggling with infertility are both looking for signs of hope and also looking to know that it's okay if God doesn't work in your life the way that he worked in someone else's life. I think it's a real miracle the way that God worked in Lisa's life, and I was moved by her story. But I also know that for some people, stories like that can make them wonder, if God doesn't work in my life that way, does that mean that God doesn't love me or that God doesn't have a plan for our marriage? And I can tell you after a lot of difficulty and a lot of hardship and um, a lot of suffering and a lot of prayer, my wife and I learned that that's not true, that God has a plan for every married couple. And sometimes that plan, by his grace, involves children, sometimes a lot, sometimes a few, and sometimes it doesn't. But God calls us in our marriages to be fruitful in lots of ways. And we never know what that will look like. But for us, at least, the key was to try to keep looking for what that might look like and to try to bring those sufferings and those difficulties to the cross and to try to keep being open to hope even when we wanted to give way to despair. So I wanted to offer that word just because I think that this story was on the one hand so cool and I'm so glad that we could tell it. And on the other hand, if it didn't feel that way to you or if it left you wondering— where you are with God or where God is in your life, just to know that there's hope and that we at CNA at least are praying for you. All right, guys. CNA Newsroom is a production of Catholic News Agency, a service of EWTN News. I'm your host and CNA's editor-in-chief, J.D. Flynn. We're produced and edited by Kate Olivera and Jonah McKeown. Our executive producer is Kate Oliveira. Special thanks this week to all our guests and to Carl Bunderson for narrating. Asta.